Welcome to the My Opinion Podcast, the leadership podcast for women. This is a show that focuses on leadership, life, and love to empower women around the world to be the leader of their life. The My Opinion Podcast is a weekly show with Maya's Motivation Monday, focusing on leadership topics for women that feature guest interviews as well as solo episodes with Maya. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share the My Opinion Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Now, in her opinion, here's your host, Maya Roffler. Hi, guys. Welcome back to My Opinion. Today, I have an amazing guest on. Her name is Angelina McEwen. Angelina, welcome to My Opinion. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to see you. Yeah, and I'm excited to have you here. And Angelina and I met a couple months ago. She's an incredible business owner. Angelina, here in Atlanta, too. So this is exciting. Angelina, tell us a little bit about your business and what you do. Sure. Yes. So I am the video producer and the owner of Express Your Visions. We are a video production agency. So we provide various types of video solutions so businesses can grow and prosper. We provide video solutions for people to kind of utilize their website and help their search engine optimization to rise through video, whether that's brand videos, customer journeys about us, product service, or testimonials. Another pocket that we help out is social, so digital, whether people are trying to put out really great content so to create brand awareness on their, on their social media, as well as run the video advertisements. So we help them with that. And the third pocket that we've helped people with is actually some internal videos, whether it's training content or it's something that you're creating as a marketing material, kind of like a presentation that you can physically hand over to your prospect and they can learn about product or service that you have in like 30 seconds to a minute. That way everybody saves each other's time. And the next thing you know, they know it's whether they want you or not. So that's how we can help people out. That's amazing. Yeah. And I find video is just, it's what everybody's gravitating towards right now too in business. Right. And we're kind of lazy now. I mean, I'm kind of old school. Like that's why I still have a blog that goes with this and all of, you know, cause I like to read a lot of things, but I find that we really have such a short attention span now. So video is key. Really. We get so much, we get who we, who the person is, who the company is, what they do. And do we like them? Cause we do business with people we like. So that's incredible. And I know that you have an offer. You do business all across the U.S. So if you guys are interested in working with you, you can reach out. I'll include all this in the show notes. But you have an offer for the listeners today too, right? Yes. So if they're looking for any type of video production services, that's also animation because we provide animation as well as live videos or video editing. We can provide 20% off. So I'm happy Yes. That's amazing. Thank you, Angelina. And so guys, all you'll need to do, I'll have all the information for Angelina in the show notes. You'll just have to mention my opinion, spell it right guys with my name, my opinion, <laughs> and she'll give you that 20% discount. So you have so much to offer people. I mean, there's like three different main areas that you work in. What, like, who is your ideal client? Who do you typically work with? Kind of talk us through that. So when the people are listening to this, my listeners are like, oh, that's me. I would love to work with Angelina. So we have a few different clients that we help out. So we work in the automotive industry. One of my clients here in Atlanta, Georgia, are Nally dealerships. So we've been working with Audi North Atlanta for the last year. 
and we produce two videos for them, one in December, one in March. So in total of them using the video and running it as advertisement on Facebook, they've been able to convert over 90 vehicles with these two videos. Yes, that's, <laughs> that's a lot of money that they've made with them not kind of like fishing for people to walk into the door, but, but by video just running on Facebook and attracting people to that dealership. So we've been, you know, really happy to see those types of results with them. Other, we work with technology companies because we do animation. So we work, we, we have a client called Smart Eye Technology who was utilizing our videos as a marketing tool to kind of shop his software around. And he actually closed the deal with Samsung and now he's on Samsung's business platform. So you can go and purchase his application and subscribe to it. And he was utilizing our videos to kind of showcase what this app is, how it works, how it can help you, as well as lawyers and nonprofits. We work with those too. And, you know, other entrepreneurs too. It's just those four pockets are the ones that we work with the most. Yeah. Technology law firms, auto dealerships, and nonprofits. Well, and and that makes total sense to me too, being here in Atlanta. I'm like, yeah, those are big businesses for me. But your example with the auto dealership is really interesting to me because, you know, I think if you're someone working at a large company and you own a franchise or something like that, right? It's the same kind of concept. You know, they do commercials, they do advertising for you on a national or international basis. But what are you doing to drive the traffic to you and your location and what makes you special? And so I think that's so amazing that you worked with these local dealerships to drive that and create that personalized, you know, relationship via social media. And I mean, because that's where we all live now. Everybody's there for around five to eight hours a day. So, you know, someone came up to me at a networking event the other day and he's like, I want to create a TV commercial. I'm like, well, nobody watches cable anymore. And he was very shocked by that. He's like, well, what is everybody watching? I'm like, well, they're watching streaming platforms like Netflix or Hulu, you know, or they're hanging out online. Everybody's online. So that's why, you know, a lot of businesses, unfortunately, went away during COVID. But the businesses that survived started to market online. And we've recognized that video is king because it engages people so much faster because it's moving imagery. So your brain kind of wants to know what's happening next instead of a still image. So there's like a lot of scientific evidence as to why a video is so much better than photography. So if you're a business owner and you're looking to grow your clientele, you know, you want to use video and you want to be online because if you're not, nobody's going to know about you. Mm -hmm. You know, your salespeople can only do so much. Like we were approached by a new inventor who created a technology to kind of clean air in the buildings from COVID bacteria. And he said his main challenge was that people would hang up the phone on his salespeople because there is so much like information and education as to what happens in this technology that people got bored and they just hung up the phone. So he came to me, he's like, I'm looking for a one minute video that can explain what I do. So that way the next conversation or the next step is for them to be like, I'm interested, or this is not for me, you know, so you can help your business greatly with video. Oh my God. I am so excited that you brought this example up because I come from, I think, you know, this Angelina, a lot of the listeners do too. 
that I obviously have an event background. I still run events, but I come from a sales background. And so even when I was still, you know, pounding the pavement, I still do. I have my own business. You know how it is. You got to pound the pavement still, right? Create those connections and build your business. But, you know, back in uh, even like three, four years ago when, you know, I was working for other companies and they were like, you got to make phone calls. You got to pick up the phone. It wasn't working then. 2017, 2018, back when I was, you know, in those kind of roles, you know, a senior level rep role over other reps too. And so you had to be creative. And, you know, I had to find ways to get in front of these people. So I would send little videos and I was, so I was starting to do what you're talking about right now, because you, you're talking about how he got people to pick up the phone. Well, I congratulate him because in 2021, that's nearly impossible to get someone to pick up the phone. If you don't recognize the number, I'm not picking up my phone. If I don't recognize the number. Yeah, exactly. Right. So that's why I think your advice is so incredible, especially for people here. I mean, if you run your own business, you're in sales, done deal, right? So you've got to find a way to stand out. And I love how you said that, you know, video, it it works on our minds differently because, you know, an image is an image, but video, we're like, oh, what's going to happen next? And it engages us. And I've never really thought about it that deeply. So this is a really cool topic. I'm excited to be talking about this, but from the sales perspective, you are so spot on and especially something complicated because we're all so busy. So if you are lucky enough to get somebody on the phone and you've got something that's really innovative and nobody has seen it before, and it's probably that next big idea, like you'd see on Shark Tank or something, right? They're not going to be able to get that audio, right? Like that's not going to make it. Nonetheless, if they're sitting there doing like an expense report or they're doing something for the day and then they get interrupted. So that's why, you know, you're right. Video is king. Yes. Yes. Like I still get this. This is awesome. So what is your advice to maybe like someone who is in a leadership role or running their own organization or somebody that needs to build this content because they are running into this kind of block? Like what's the first step? I mean, obviously hire you (laughs) to help them. But what can they do, you know, to start moving towards that goal if they have restrictive budgets and like they can't even wrap their mind around it yet? I would just say not like people should always have a marketing budget, right? And yes, you shouldn't look at it like, oh, I need to add more budget. No, you should look at what's already working and continue to do that. And what's not working, just pivot that budget to include video as a tool as a marketing tool in your marketing strategy, you know, because you're already spending money, might as well spend money that will bring you conversions. So that's my only, you know, advice is like pivot your budget and make it work because it works. Another great piece of advice, because something I think a lot of leaders, and again, I have the, the sales background, but I have an event background. So I worked closely with marketing through my whole career, my corporate career, and even in startups. And when marketing and sales, and really when marketing is working with every team, but really marketing and sales, when they have a beautiful marriage in your company, I don't care if you have yourself, you're alone, or if there's a thousand people in your company, right? If they're working well together, then your company is going to work well. So you have to have a marketing budget. You're absolutely right. Like it has to always be a part of that because no one is going to know who you are if you don't have a marketing budget, right? Yeah, really key. Tell me a little bit more about, because you were talking about this when you were entering your company, 
SEO, search yeah. engine optimization. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of people know what that is. Some people do, some people don't. Obviously, it's how you get seen, how you come up on the internet. On the internet. Yes. But how how is video changing that game? Because I know it's always been about words, keywords with search engine optimization, but you're talking about video changing that. Mm-hmm. How is video changing SEO? So, so the cool thing about Google is that it purchased YouTube. So if you don't have a YouTube channel, you want to get a YouTube channel because when you upload videos to your YouTube channel and you do have to write a description, keywords, that's still important, but you can also, you can grab that video, the link of the video and upload it into your website. So that way it lives on your website. When people are searching on YouTube for, I don't know, CPA or lawyer or, you know, whatever, dermatologist, because you're populating on the second world's largest engine, you know, search engine, which is YouTube, you're automatically populating on Google. So that that's why it works. A lot of people say, you know, having YouTube or videos on my channel or on my website slows my website down. And it's like, yes, it does. If you upload the video, you never want to upload the video to your website. You always and only want to put the link from Vimeo, but I recommend YouTube because Google owns YouTube. So why would you not take advantage of that? You, you will populate by 50% more if you have a YouTube channel and it's embedded into your website. I'm learning stuff today, Angelina. Thank you. Like, this is amazing. That's incredible. So I, I did know about, you know, video on your website slowing down. I've heard that from so many people too. So yeah, why wouldn't you just put it? you know, link the YouTube, but these are things people don't know. And this is why it's so important that they listen to the podcast and listen to you and then hire you and work with you. But I want to dive into, I mean, that's a great tip. So that's definitely going in the show notes. That's amazing. And I I guess I need to start uploading my YouTube, the audio version of all of this. So I've learned from you. So listen, listen to Angelina guys, here we go. Everyone needs a YouTube. But I want to talk about your background, Angelina, because on the show, I have a lot of really established entrepreneurs that come on, incredible you know, women from all around the world. You are one of them. You are extremely young and you started your company extremely young and just totally impressed me when I met you. So tell us a little bit about your story and why you decided to go out on your own and how this kind of all evolved. So... I got into video production because I won a competition when I was in high school as a senior. I won a competition for the city hall of Noonan, Georgia. I put the, I filmed and I edited the best piece together. And the competition was between me, between me and another boy. And we went out and we filmed an event for the city hall of Noonan, Georgia. And my piece just so happened to be better. And my teacher brings in $150 to me in class. And he's like, this is uh, for you from the mayor for editing the video, you know? And I'm like, oh my God, $150. This is so cool. This is a lot of money. (laughs) You know, I was just like, I mean, I was working at Subway making $7.25 an hour. So I'm like, oh, this is cool. So I was like, let me go and check out this industry. It was kind of like a very easy choose. Like I chose it so easily, you know? And I went to college for television production, Chattahoochee Tech. And I got associate's degree in television. Then I got out and I started to be a full-time freelancer. So I was freelancing and filming the Hawks, the Falcons games, different TV shows, different movies. And then I bought my own gear. 
So this was kind of like the turning point because all of my gear is professional and super heavy. And I was going to a whole bunch of shoots and I was just carrying like 20 bags and one run. And I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? Like after the first shoot, you know, you're cool. But then by, by your 20th shoot, you're like, I am tired of carrying all of these bags. And I just wanted to be more creative and I wasn't very much technical. So, you know, there's a lot of technical aspects that comes in knowing the settings of the camera, the all kinds of stuff. And I just recognize that that's not my thing. My thing is more of a creator being the eye, you know, just seeing what I want to see and putting that into action, but not really knowing how to do it with the technical settings. So then I was like, all right, you know what? I can just delegate this job to someone who knows it better, loves the technicality of it, and he can do it or she, he can do it so much better than me. And I can just tell them what what I'm looking for. So this is where I promoted myself into a producer's position in my company. And ever since then, I just started hiring people to kind of do the projects. And I was overseeing the project. I was managing the project. I was going out and kind of finding people like finding clients. Uh, so I was also selling and, you know, I'm still growing and learning, but I can say that I was just out in Spain on my birthday, uh, July 14th. And my team was here in Atlanta, Georgia, filming a live stream for one of the clients. And it was just the best thing in the world. So I don't have to be on every project, but everything will get done, gets done. And my clients are just super happy. So I, I like this better. Yeah. Yeah. And, and happy birthday again, by the way, I'm so jealous of your trip. I can't wait. My husband and I can't wait to go to Europe. Oh my God. We have to wait a little longer, but so jealous, but yeah, I I think one of the best parts of your story, Angelina is like that kind of moment when you stepped into your leadership, you were like, Nope, this is what I love to do. I'm going to own this. And I'm going to delegate these other responsibilities and aspects of my business. And that takes a really good leader because I will tell you something. (laughs) I have obviously worked in corporate America startups and I'm around a lot of entrepreneurs all the time. They're my clients, just like you, right? And I see people in their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s on that don't know how to delegate. So at such a young age, knowing how to delegate and and having that moment of knowing, okay, you know what? I don't really love that part. And there's people out there that are like great at this and love this. And I can be this part, like the vision. (laughs) That's huge. That's really, really huge. I did a whole podcast episode on delegation and I talk about it a lot because that was a big learning moment for me in my early twenties. It like, I screwed up a lot of stuff in leadership because I wanted to hold on to everything, right? I wanted that like control. And so I really had to figure out my reasons for that and learn that. And a lot of people don't learn that. And look at how wonderful this is. is. I know you told me you had projects while you were gone and now they can go because you know how to delegate. It's about finding the right people to delegate to. Like my, one of my videographers, he's a rock star and he knows live streaming so well. So I have no problem trusting him, you know, so it's, it's about delegating to the right people and trusting them because people can take your project. My very first project that I ever delegated anything to, the guy started passing out his business cards. 
So there was a lesson learned there. So there was, what happened? Yes, there, what happened? Yeah, so share what happened. I'm oh, assuming that, that ended quite quickly, that relationship. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, is I knew him for several years. So this was, I, you know, when I first started out, I got clients all kinds of ways. I would go door to door, do cold calls, cold emails, networking. So this particular client, I got going door to door in 90 degree Georgia hot weather. I remember sweating. However, I got, you know, a lead and kept building my relationship. And then I basically put together a, to me back then was a big project. It was around $4,000. It is a big project. It's $4,000. But, you know, a few years ago, I was like, oh my God, this is my first $4,000 project. And I'm like, I'm going to delegate everything on it. So I put this videographer on and uh, you know, my mistake was that I, I didn't come. I didn't do a lot of stuff that I should have done as a producer, but I didn't. It's okay. It's a learning experience. So the guy showed up an hour late. He, texted, he texted my client, told her that he needs to stop by a gas station to pick up batteries when all of that needs to be done way in advance, like the day or two beforehand. You want to make sure all of your gear is set on point and working. Yeah, texted my client. And then at the end of the event, he was passing out his business card to all of those people there, all the participants of the event. And my client, because we built so much rapport and so much relationship before we went into the project, she called me at the end of that day, told me what had happened. And she's like, I'm not mad. I just want you to know what kind of person you have working for you. And I was just so, I was so mad, right? Because of, you know, I trusted him. But then I was just like, I'm so thankful that I built my relationship with my client because they reached out to me after that to continue our business. So, you know, it it was a very big learning lesson for me. And I'm happy I had it, even though during that time I was not happy. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I mean, I get it because, you know, your first like project when you're like building your business or like the, you know, when you're getting a four figure project or that first five figure project, or, you know, when you're building, those are all milestones. And so they're really big, right? They're really, really big. And again, this is why I'm so excited to have you on here today, because we talk a lot on the show about, you know, kind of the end result and how they, how people got there, but this is such a great story about the beginning, right? And it's okay to make a mistake, but like you're, I'm like watching you and you're literally going back into that moment. And I'm feeling your anger because I would be so pissed too. I was so pissed. Yeah. I had a conversation with him afterwards and he was really upset with himself. Cause I was like, I looked at him and said, do you know how I found this client? I was walking door to door <laughs> during the summertime, like you old know, school style, pounding the pavement. <laughs> yes. I was like, and here you are passing out your cards at my event, you know, like, who do you think you are? You know, and yeah, it's all right. I'm he, happy he to learned hear. A lesson. He learned a good lesson because I never hired him again. <laughs> I was going to say he learned a big lesson too, but I am happy to hear there was some remorse because that means that wasn't a totally heartless person, but the happiest part of that story for me and the lesson I hope my listeners take away from this, regardless of where they are on their journey, whether they're in corporate America, entrepreneur, wherever you are as a leader, the relationship that you built with that customer 
was so strong because I can't tell you how many times I've had sales reps working for me over the 10 plus years I was in corporate America. And the customer would come to me instead of coming to them. And that was their customer, right? So that tells me that's a broken relationship. I mean, that's immediate. This person was so connected to you, event one, you know, project one. So that's a big kudos to you. And it was worth pounding that pavement on 90 degrees days in Georgia. <laughs> because you, you learned a huge, you know, lesson about relationships on both sides. Yes. Facts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, but kudos to you because that's amazing. And relationships are just everything. I mean, I mean, yeah, give, give us a little bit of advice. I mean, I'm the one always talking about this, Angelina. I'm always talking about empathy on the podcast. I'm sure my listeners are like, oh God, here she goes again. I'm always talking about empathy, but I always talk about relationships too and the importance of them internally with your team, but with your customers, your clients. Talk to me about your views on relationships and just share with us. Give us some advice as a leader. Well, you know, I've, I think it's, all a learning experience. I've had a client who I thought, well, I didn't think I, I loved the client and I truly cared for the client. And I even gave so many gifts and bonuses to the client. But when it came, like, I, I've recognized that they didn't feel that towards me, you know, and it was so easy for them to drop me to where I just, you know, I was like, really, really, I was broken hearted. I was like, Oh my God, how could he say this to me? Like, doesn't he know I love him? (laughs) (laughs) But you know, I, I also like, sometimes you can have a heart, but not everybody has like, not everybody's you. And what I've learned in that moment, and I've gotten some feedback from other people, from my clients, advisors, you know, that they were saying, you know, he, he still has to learn this way of communicating and being and knowing that even though a relationship won't work out, that, you know, other people can still be your supporter as in me, even right. though, even though we won't do any business together, I can still care for him and support him and share his stuff on social media. So my network of people can see it, you know? So, I mean, there is so many things to know about relationships and empathy and, but not every, you know, not everybody's going to feel the way you feel about people. I think you just, I mean, that was great. I think you've actually talked to me about this, this particular situation before, but I think that's wonderful. Like a nugget of great information there, because I think we, especially when we're first going into business and we're, you know, out there, we're like, okay, everyone's going to feel the same way as me. Like, if I like you, you're going to like me or like I'm for everyone. And like, that's just not the case. And it's interesting because, you know, I, you know, will sometimes work for a short period of time with someone or I'll continue on. And I know your business is exactly the same way, but I'm always going to be a cheerleader for someone that I worked with. I mean, I hope it never comes to a point where I don't get to be your cheerleader. If we did one little mini hour consultation, or if, you know, we worked together for years, I hope I can always be your cheerleader, but Yeah. I mean, he definitely has some work in leadership specifically (laughs) to to learn. Right. But because being, it takes nothing to support others, right. It takes absolutely nothing. It just takes energy and putting good energy out there is priceless really. Yeah. But 
One thing that I have learned about relationships is that when you're building a business or anything and you're wanting to be better, like building relationships with people who can be your mentors and who could be your coaches is so important. Like this year, I keep telling everybody that I feel like I just started doing business at the beginning of this year because this year I met last November, I met my mentor, who's my dearest friend. Like I absolutely love her and she loves me. She tells me I'm stuck with her forever. And I'm like, yay, (laughs) like I love her. And I also like decided to take business coaching and I took, I'm taking business coaching from my NLP trainer who I actually built a relationship from bartering services. And then I looked at her, I'm like, she is a rock star and I want to work with her, you know, but all that came from building a relationship. So I don't know. just like everything is a relationship. Yes. You just nailed it. You said exactly what I was looking for you to say. (laughs) You nailed it. Everything is a relationship. And you know, I don't know if you see this Angelina, but I see this mistake happen all the time where people are like, Oh, I really want to meet this person because they work there or they do this or they do that. Or I think they could help me. But that's not how it works, right? I mean, you can get with that person and they can be the biggest asshole. <laughs> well, that's a really good point. That's a I, really good point. Like I I was uh, sitting, I was sitting somewhere at my business club and I was, I kind of, some men talk really loud and I kind of overheard a conversation and it was about something that I wanted to learn about two years ago. Mm-hmm. And then I noticed that the, the, the meeting came to an end. So I waited for the person that was leaving because I was interested in what they were talking about. So I came up and I said, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm really interested in this subject. I would love to meet with you and just like maybe get you lunch and hear more about what you were talking about. And he's like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. I'll come up there in a second. So I, I sat down and he came up to me and he was like, what, is, what are you curious about? And I told him and he said, okay. And I said, I said, okay, I can like take your information. And then email you and we'll set up a lunch. And the man said, oh, no, I don't give out cards, especially in this kind of instant. What? And yeah, like I was kind of like, I don't know. Taken aback by that? Because what does that even mean? Yeah, because like he got my card. And when I asked him for his card, he basically said like, "Not, not in these kinds of meetings. I don't give out my information. What kind of meeting did he think you were trying to have? I mean, come on. <laughs> That's a the little crazy. Was, the man was almost 70 years old. I'm in my 20s. I don't know what kind of meeting he was thinking I'm about to have, but I wasn't trying to have anything. And <laughs> but, but the way he said it was just so ugly. Mm-hmm. And the way it made me feel in my body was just like, yuck. Mm-hmm. You know, I almost wanted to like take my car back and be like, here. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but. I'm not trying to cuss, but yeah. So like some people can be established uh, doing well, making themselves sound like they got it going on. But when you sit down and talk to them to a human, human heart to heart, the no, like Mm -hmm. I would never want to even do business with him. Like even if I could hire him for his services, never, you know? So yes. And you just brought up another great point because when I find people you know, wanting to be like, I really want to meet that person. I want to do this. And I want to meet them because they work at this place. And I'll like, let's, you know, let's slow it down. You just gave a great example. We don't even know what that kind of person is like. 
So is that really going to align with you, your brand, the company you work for, the company that you created, and your heart? Because if you are the kind of person that leads a business from integrity, the heart, whatever your values are, I do a whole episode on values. I talk about values a lot. But if it, it doesn't align with you, and it, I mean, it gave you a yucky feeling. Like if I get a yuck feeling, like I'm like you, I'm like, I'm, I'm not doing this. Like there's no way. And I trust my gut on that. There's no dollar sign, no dollar amount that can make me say yes. And people sometimes will be like, well, then maybe you're not like a business person or an entrepreneur. And I was like, well, I am. So, (laughs) you know, there's a reason you trust your gut. And that's a huge thing in relationships. But just because you think that person is going to benefit you, that's not a reason to build the relationship against your intuition and gut. And your intuition was like, that's not right. Yeah. And you know, I've learned like not all business is good business. And my mm-hmm. favorite like quote is we don't need no problem children. I love that. We but don't need no problem children. No problem children, right? If you're going to cause me headache and heartache and like make me, I will gladly refund your money mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. say bye-bye. You know, it's. Yes. Another, another good business lesson, because I think sometimes people think all business is good business. All clients are good clients. And again, that's really, they're going to represent you. They're going to represent your brand. They're going to represent your company. They're going to represent whatever it is that you're leading and doing. And so you have to think, is this what I want to put my name on? Is this who I want to be associated with? And so, yeah, I think you bring up a really good point there. Really, really good advice. You're so wise, Angelina. Like I love, I love your advice. So, but I want to lead into that. So even though you've given so much advice already, what would you, you're in your twenties, super young entrepreneur, you're killing it. I'm so glad I met you and you're here with me in Atlanta. What advice would you give to the women that are listening? We have some guys that listen to, but to the podcast that are stepping into leadership or thinking about leaving that corporate job or wanting to follow their passion like you did. Give us a few pieces of, you know, advice, nuggets. You already have given us so many, but what what advice if you were sitting here with them, would you tell them? My advice, if I could give one, was to say that surround yourself with other powerful women. You know, I would always work in a man-dominant field. And it's like, I would always be friends with the boys growing up, right? But my mentor is a woman, my coach is a woman. I have amazing friends that are ladies, that are powerful ladies, that are killing it. I mean, killing it in the business. And they are healthy, you know, they are of a mindset of prosperity and abundance. And they're coaches, trainers, like they're these amazing, powerful women. And as a woman, we can take so much from women who are just, you know, older than us, who've been there, done that, and who can, who who you can text and be like, Hey, do you think this guy is trying to do business with me or other things? And they can read it and be like other things. And I'm like, thank you. You know, now I know how to answer this because yes. And like, that's my advice is like other powerful women are the key to success because they've been there they've done it. And you can find someone who you can be lasting, you know, lifelong friends with. No one else has given that advice on the podcast. I've done the 80 something episodes of this reboot. So I think that it's incredible advice because, and you also mentioned earlier too, 
have a mentor, always have a mentor. And I agree with you. In my opinion, that's really what catapulted my entire career was having an incredible mentor at 22 years old. And I just thought she hung the sun and the moon and the stars. And I still do to this day because she is still a friend of mine and she gets a Christmas card every year and we stay in touch on social. She's not in the corporate world anymore, but she really started it all for me. And you never forget those people. They stay in your life and they're positive to your point for you. And they've been there, done that, got the t-shirt 10 times over. So they can tell you, Maya, mm -mm, shut it down. Angelina, yes, run with it. You know what I mean? So I think your advice is great. And I, I really, I've talked about this quite a few times on the podcast, but the whole culture of, you know, women being, you know, put up against each other in competition and things like that. I'm really over it. And we need to embrace each other and lift each other up and learn from each other. And that's why I love that you said this. And I, I'm really seeing a shift in that culture. I really am seeing like, true woman power, girl power, women coming together and supporting each other. That's what this podcast is all about. So obviously I'm about it, but you know, I think your advice is really strong, but I'm going to ask you one more question about it. If people are like how you were, and I was the same way, Angelina, because you were in the boys club. Most of my twenties, I was in the boys club. It took me going to David's bridal to get me around more women And a lot of gay guys who I just adore and love and became some of my best friends too. And so I got a whole other perspective, right? But it took that shift for me to get out of the boys club a little bit and start cultivating some more of these female mentorship relationships and also peers. So if there are women listening to this that are struggling to find a mentor and amidst COVID and a pandemic, right? What are some ways that they can meet mentors or kind of put their feelers out there? I say just ask, but what's your opinion? Well, I did not go around and say, hey, do you want to be my mentor, right? I had conversations with people. I went to networking events. I mean, yes, it's COVID. We're blessed to be in Atlanta because to me, Atlanta has been open since last summer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been going to different you know, events and I, that's how I met my mentor is we just had lunch or something together and we just hit it off. Like it was just like a, connection like we connected through laughter through jokes through not talking about business you know and she never asked she does coaching she does you know mindset coaching life coaching she never asked me for that you know she never asked me for those things i don't know how people can meet mentors online i i've never done that i've always met people in person because that personal touch nothing get you know there is nothing better than sitting side by side and getting to know another human being. I agree with you. I know I'm such a, well, I mean, of course, like both of our industries are so in person and like, we love to be around people. So I'm with you. I mean, COVID kicked my freaking butt because it's just like, I wanted to be around people so bad. So I'm with you. And I think one thing that you said in that statement too, you know, it's like, any relationship. It's like dating, right? Or anything else. If you have a connection, you have a connection. And that's really how it should be with the right mentor. Like you're just going to know, you're going to be like, oh my God, I love this person. I want to be you when I grow up or something like that. And you just just there. And if it doesn't feel good, no. Like I've had someone who presented me as his mentee 
and the just the feeling and like him not really participating in my life and just when he said that to me I was like am I like I don't remember that happening like you haven't looked on my website once you know at any of my work so yeah just like I think for women like always feel your body and follow your intuition and your use your power and discernment I love that. Use your power of discernment because we have it and we often shut it down and we don't need to do that. Not, yes. That's another, that's another podcast conversation. It's another podcast. I know the power of discernment. I need to have you on for episode two with Angelina, the power of discernment. So Angelina, this has been awesome. Great advice for entrepreneurs starting out, but you're already established. Congratulations again. I know you're killing it this year and thank God video production, everything. We're back in person again. Tell us where we can find you website, social media, all that good stuff. So my company name is express your visions. That's plural, uh, .com. And then same thing for Facebook and Instagram expression visions. Mm-hmm. Easy breezy. And we'll include it in the show notes too. And I'll of course put my opinion in there for their 20% discount. If they want to work with you. Yes. Thank you so much. Mom. Awesome. Thank you for being here, Angelina. And thank you guys so much for listening to my opinion. We'll see you back here next week. Thank you so much for listening to the My Opinion Podcast. You can catch up on past episodes on the My Opinion Podcast website at www.myopinionpodcast.com, as well as read the My Opinion blog and contact Maya directly with your questions. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at My Opinion Podcast and Maya Roffler. We'll see you back here next week.